ready. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for returning once again to Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. And that's me. And today's subject is ghosts and hauntings, right? Ghosts and hauntings. We're going to figure out what's going on with that. And uh, we got a little spooky music in the background to play. I'm going to keep that going because uh, it's really low, right? So uh, we're good to go with that. Uh, but, you know, um, I've been off a couple of days. Um, I had back surgery on the 15th, right? Major spinal fusion, you know. And um, I got to tell you, recovery is not easy, okay? Uh, so uh, I'm working on that. I took it a little bit too fast probably and, uh, you know, should have been, been calming down. Should probably not doing any, any sitting around doing any uh, podcasts, that's for sure. But, you know, I got some done anyway, and uh, I was hardcore about it, and we're going to keep going. So, I got to ask you, right? Have you, have you uh, ever seen a ghost? I mean, that's, that's really what I'm asking. Have you ever seen a ghost? I mean, I'm pretty sure you, you're going to say yes, right? Most people say yes. Uh, a lot of people say yes. If you ask them if they've seen a ghost, yes is the answer, okay? Uh, sometimes, sometimes you get a no, but a lot of people have seen ghosts, all right? Uh, and, um, you know, are you sure you saw a ghost, right? I mean, is that, that's the other thing. Was that, is that really what that is? And, uh, are you sure it wasn't like your grief playing a huge role in the lack of acceptance of the loved one's death? Maybe it's that, huh? Uh, or when you had that guardian angel help you out, uh, with something that you still cannot validate with any form of common sense. And uh, what about that? And when you prayed for something in the next day, uh, or within days, uh, you know, you have the thing or the answer to get it. Sometimes life is amazing, and sometimes the universe is amazing, and we, we call it the universe, we call it a lot of things, we call it God, right? We call it whatever we want, but uh, what is a ghost? I mean, that's, I mean, everybody thinks they know what a ghost is, but what is a ghost, right? So a ghost is a purported supernatural entity or spirit of a deceased person that is believed to still exist in the physical world and can manifest in various ways, such as apparitions sounds and movements yep all right uh the belief in ghosts is often associated with spiritual or religious beliefs and is a common theme in folklore and popular culture around the world so there's pretty much no scientific evidence you know to support the existence of ghosts right but many people continue to report sightings and experiences that they believe are related to these entities so now you gotta ask yourself well what's an apparition is that the same thing as a ghost i don't know Right? I, I mean, I, I like definitions, don't you? An apparition is a supernatural or paranormal phenomenon in which a ghost or spirit is believed to manifest in the physical world as a visual image or figure. There we go. Appar apparitions can take various forms, such as the image of a deceased person or a translucent or misty figure that appears suddenly and then disappears. Hmm. They are often associated with hauntings, and many people who claim to have seen an apparition report feeling a sense of unease, fear, or awe. While there is no scientific evidence to, to support the existence of apparitions, they continue to be a common theme in folklore, religion, and popular culture around the world. So you say to yourself, we've got ghosts, we've got apparitions, and then we've got one what? We've got a spirit. Is that different? I looked it up. The term spirit can have different meanings depending on the context in which it is used. Generally, it refers to a non-physical entity or essence that is often associated with the soul of consciousness of a living being. How about that? Or the natural realm. 
or the supernatural realm rather. In religious and spiritual context, the term spirit often refers to a divine or transcendent being or force such as the Holy Spirit in Christianity or the spirit world in indigenous religions. In the context of ghostly phenomenon, a spirit is typically thought of as the essence or soul of a deceased person that continues to exist after physical death. All of this is very intriguing, and if true, makes a great story, right? But I find it hard to believe, and I think there are reasons for a lot of things. I did not say all things. I said a lot of things, right? I didn't say all things. I think there's an explanation for most things. Having said that part about most, I have had a few experiences of my own that I can't explain. You know? So, one day, um, one day, I don't know. 20 years ago, maybe maybe 15 years ago, no, maybe 25 years ago. I'm pretty sure it was about 25 years ago. Uh, I'm in Queens, and I'm going to hit the Midtown Tunnel, right? And um, on this day, it's a Saturday, and the Midtown Tunnel has a tube into the city and a tube out of the city, right? And a lot of times on the weekend, the tube out of the city is closed. So they make the tube into the city two lanes of opposite traffic, right? You've got a lane of traffic going into the city and a lane of traffic going out of the city. And it's because there's less traffic and they can save some money. All right. So here I am driving from Queens and I forget that it's a Saturday. I, I literally forget it's a Saturday. Uh, I use my uh, easy pass to get through the, to get through the toll, toll booth. And then, you know what? Uh, I start to enter into um, the tube of the Midtown Tunnel. And as I enter it, I'm entering it on the wrong side because I don't, I haven't, I haven't figured out that it's a Saturday yet. And so all of a sudden, as you're going into the Midtown Tunnel, there's a huge curve to the left. And because of that curve, I saw the lights of the other car coming before I saw the car. You, uh, right? You understand that? I saw the lights of the car coming out of Manhattan into Queens before I saw the car. And they started coming on real quick, and then it registered with me, and I don't know what happened after that. I literally blacked out. I didn't get into an accident, and my car was on the right side of the road, the correct side of the road, excuse me, the correct side of the road, and I was driving forward. And the other car was past me. And I, I don't know if um, if there is a sense in you or, or some kind of thing in the person that makes them, gives their auto body, body auto control, right? In some way where you kind of black out and you don't, uh, you don't know that you're actually controlling yourself, but you are and your instincts are so quick that you, you just don't get it, right? I, I To me, that's, a good explanation of what happened but you know to somebody else that's that's my guardian angel and they took the wheel right like jesus took the wheel on me right there okay so that there are ways that this can go when you have a story like that and it's a very simple story i don't remember turning the wheel myself i don't remember hitting any of the um the things that are in the middle of the road there that kind of bend you know uh so when you hit them you don't damage your car um, uh, to this day, unexplainable for me. 
completely unexplainable. Don't know how I did it. Don't know how it happened. And I was getting into an accident and it was going to be deadly. I promise. So, uh, you know, why do people see ghosts? That's the next question we're going to ask. And the phenomenon of seeing ghosts um, or apparitions is complex. And, you know, it can be influenced by a lot of factors. So there are several theories uh, as to why some people report seeing ghosts. And there are psychological factors. Our brains are wired to organize patterns and make connections. And sometimes we can perceive patterns where there are none. Uh, in certain situations, our brains may interpret shadows, sounds, or other sensory information as a ghostly presence. Yeah. Well, yeah, then you've got your belief systems. There's another one I was just talking about earlier with the uh, tunnel story, right? People who believe in ghosts or have had paranormal experiences in the past may be more likely to interpret ambiguous stimuli as a ghostly presence. Uh, you've got sleep deprivation or altered states of consciousness. Lack of sleep or the use of drugs and alcohol can alter perceptions and lead to experiences that may be interpreted as ghostly or paranormal. But if you know you're not drunk or high and you're driving through the Midtown Tunnel, that's that that one. That's the one we're scratching off, right? There's environmental factors. Certain env certain environments, uh, such as old buildings or places with a society of tragedy or violence, may contribute to the feeling of a ghostly presence. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, but um. I was in my car, so we're going to scratch that one out too. And then you've got misidentification. Sometimes people may mistake a natural phenomenon or another person for a ghost. Um, I can't scratch that one off the list, but I probably, I probably can, right? I don't have a misidentification going on. I knew, I knew exactly what happened. So, um, of all of the ones that uh, that are out there, these these five psychological factors, belief systems, sleep deprivation, environmental factors, and misidentification, we can cross off uh, misidentification, environmental factors, sleep deprivation, and we can cross off psychological factors, right? Because I was in my car driving, going to work. The only psychological factor I had was I wasn't paying attention. That's it. And um, And then all of a sudden, I was on the right side of the road. With a car coming at me. All right. So that's it. I think I think I scratch off all these other ones, and we're going to stick with belief systems. All right. Uh, seeing a loved one as an apparition immediately after they have died. What's that, so, what's that all about, right? So experience the apparition of a loved one uh, immediately after their death is a phenomenon known as crisis apparition. I did not even know there was a name for that. I looked it up. Or deathbed vision. I've heard of that. But I've heard about that. Not in, in, in a sense of uh, seeing ghosts, but in a sense of seeing your, you know, your future in, in, of your death. All right. Uh, this experience is often reported by people who have recently lost a loved one and involves seeing a visual auditory image of the deceased person. Um, there's an exact cause of crisis apparitions is unknown. You know, it's unknown. But there are several theories. And one theory suggests that the apparition is definitely a manifestation of the grief and emotional distress that the person is experiencing. And is a way for the brain to process and cope with the loss of a loved one. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, and another theory is that the apparition is an actual manifestation of the spirit or soul of the deceased person who is visiting the living to offer comfort or reassurance. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one to understand. You know, I mean, uh, people coming back from the dead, their ghosts, their apparitions, I don't know. I never really believed in the aliens either. So, you know, they're going to have to show me, right? I'm from Missouri, baby, show me. So, um... Regardless of the cause, many people who experience crisis apparitions report feeling a sense of peace or closure after seeing their loved one. Yeah, so no, uh, 
Yeah, I got another story on that, right? Um, it's important to note that these experiences are subjective and can vary widely from person to person. While some people may find comfort in crisis apparitions, other folks are going to feel a little bit disturbed or frightened by them. So my mom passed away in the uh, year of 2008. Um, and, well, no, I'm sorry. Ugh, that was my father. My father passed away. Oh, when did my mother die? Oh, my God. My mother died in 1997. Excuse me. My mother died in August of 1997. I don't know where the 2008 date came from. That's silly. My father died in 2008. So there you go. All right, 2010. So um, my mom dies in 1997, and uh, my wife and I move to Pennsylvania. Uh, about six or seven months later, we bought a house, or we built a house there, and we moved to Pennsylvania. And um, I'm, 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 I'm on a bus from Pennsylvania to New York City, and I was doing this every day. Uh, it was a long, arduous journey, and I did it for 10 years, and it really sucked, okay? Uh, and it was starting at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was there at 7, and then um, I was on my way on a, on a, on a um, MTA system, you know, on the, on the uh, New York City bus subway system as well so i had to take all that stuff to get to work all that mass transportation to get to work and it took its toll on me in the first week one day i'm, I'm sitting in the back of the bus and um kind of resting there and on our way home and we're at the delaware water gap and uh, i kind of wake up from this person nudging me and i'm like who the hell is what do they want i'm like yeah what do you want are you is there is there something wrong could i can i can i help you and the guy next to me, not next to me, but in the other, you know, kind of across the aisle from me, because I had nobody next to me. Uh, and I had no one behind me because I was sitting in the back. And um, the guy, the guy looks at me and he says, what? What are you talking about, guy? I said, didn't you just wake me up? And he goes, no, well, I'm reading a book. Uh, you just didn't touch me on the shoulder. He goes, no, I didn't. And I said, I'm really sorry, guy. I didn't mean to, to do that to you, but it was so real, uh, me getting touched on the shoulder, that I felt like. You know, I was being touched on my shoulder. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you, guy. You know, maybe it was a ghost. <sighs> and I said to myself, yeah, maybe. And I just turned back around, turned, you know, straight in my seat and sat there. And then all of a sudden, it happened while I was awake. This, this grab on my shoulder was definitely a hand. And I could definitely feel it squeeze into my shoulder. And at first I was a little scared and a little confused. And then all of a sudden, this feeling of um, peace came over me. And um, I was never upset about my mother again. Ever. I, di I didn't... After that day, I never... Um, hung around all of the past memories that my mom had. I never hung around with them again. You know, me and my past memories were gone. All the things that ever happened to me in my life with my mom, they were gone in that, in that one instant. And I never, uh, I never thought about it again. You know, I never thought about all the bad things that happened. And uh, I think that brought me some kind of peace. So I don't know what to say about that. I don't know if that was psychological factors that were involved, you know. Um, I don't know if it was emotional distress or grief. I don't see a reason. I do know that I was tired, right? Emotionally and physically tired from, from taking that ride all the time. I, had, I wasn't used to it yet. I know that I was feeling a little bit down because um, I wasn't sure I could take care of my family this way. And I had already jumped all the way in 100%, you know, both feet in with the house and all. 
Um, I think the, the scariest thing for me was never, was never about affording the house or the family. It was about the consistency of being a good man. And in that one instant, with that one shoulder grab, I promise you, all that ended. Okay. So let's get back to what we were talking about, huh? All right. Uh, so uh, what about UFOs, Lou? You know, can't, can't, can't the same be said for those sightings as well? No, no, they can't. Right? No, because UFO sightings are distinct from ghost sightings. You know, while the phenomenon of ghosts and UFO sightings are often discussed together in popular culture, there are relatively few common denominators between the two. Okay? So not the same thing. If you're seeing aliens, it's not the same thing. Um, in general, ghosts are associated with the idea of the spirit or soul of a deceased person lingering or in the physical world. Ghost sightings are often reported in specific locations such as historical buildings or places with a history of tragedy or violence. Many people who report ghost sightings describe experiencing a sense of unease or fear. And some believe that ghosts can interact with the physical world by moving objects, making sounds, or communicating through psychic mediums. On the other hand, UFO sightings typically involve the observation of an unidentified flying object, often described as a disc or saucer-shaped craft. UFO sightings are often reported in the sky or near aircraft and some people believe that they are evidence of extraterrestrial life or advanced military technology. So guess what? Many UFO sightings are also associated with the reports of strange lights, unusual sounds, or other unexplained phenomenon. And, you know, while there are some cases where ghosts and UFO sightings overlap, it's very rare, uh, such as reports of ghostly apparitions appearing alongside UFOs, these are relatively, like I said, they're relatively rare. And overall, the phenomenon of ghosts and UFO sightings are distinct and have their own unique characteristics and associated beliefs. So, um, I always wanted to know, you know, I liked Houdini as a kid, right? And Houdini was heavily into communicating with the dead. And uh, he was heavily into uh, visiting mediums. And Houdini wanted to find out how they did it, so he discovered all of their tricks and basically called them out in public, and they hated him for it. It didn't stop mediums from being around, but I'm going to tell you right now that there was a kind of medium union that did everything they could to destroy him and probably might have even killed him. Okay? Uh, that's a theory about Houdini that's very important to understand because he was out there breaking these cycles of mediums who were fooling and lying to folks and giving them false hopes and false wishes and also false information um, that they led their lives by. And, you know, you can't, you can't do that, right? That's silly. So the question of whether mediums can communicate with the dead is a contentious one and will always be and is often debated with scientific and spiritual communities. So science gets involved here too. It isn't just paranormal and metaphysical stuff. Mediums are individuals who claim to have the ability to communicate with the spirits of deceased individuals often with the purpose of providing comfort, closure, or information to their clients. And some mediums claim to receive messages or information from the deceased through a variety of means such as clairvoyance, clairaudience, or psychic in intuition. They may also use tools such as tarot cards, crystals, or Ouija boards to facilitate communication with the spirit world. With, while some people believe that mediums are able to communicate with the dead and provide evidence of the afterlife, there is little scientific evidence to support these claims. Skeptics argue that many of the techniques used by mediums, such as cold reading and confirmation bias, rely on psychological tricks and cues to create the impression of communication with the dead. And it's important to note that the belief in the ability of mediums to communicate with the dead is a matter of personal interpretation and belief. 
While some people may find comfort in the messages provided by mediums, others may view their claims as fraudulent or exploitative. As with any belief system or spiritual practice, it's important to approach the claims of mediums with a critical and discerning eye. So uh, I was at a tower reading once. Yeah, I went inside. I saw the building. I went inside. I paid the money. It was like 20 bucks, and they sat me down, and they put a little crystal ball in front of me, and they did a whole bullshit, right? Um, woman started talking to me, and um, she would ask me a question or two, and then she would go ahead and give me some information. I'm going to tell you that it was a pretty scary experience because the information that I gave her was um, minimal at best. And what she knew to do with that information and how she knew to manipulate it was um, downright convincing. I'm going to tell you that right now. It was downright convincing. And I walked out of there thinking, wow, uh, did she just help me? And I wasn't really sure to tell you the truth. And, and to this day, I'm not. But I have ignored everything she said. So I don't really care. Uh, uh, what evidence does science have that would suggest the existence of an afterlife? How about that? Well, uh, currently, science has not found any direct evidence to support right, the existence of an afterlife. So it's kind of hard to talk about it. You know, you got, however, you got to have uh, some researchers have conducted studies on near-death experiences. We're going to call them NDEs, which are often described uh, as profound and transformative experiences that occur during a period of unconsciousness or near death. While NDEs are not necessarily evidence of an afterlife, they have been suggested as possible glimpses of what may occur after death. Uh, some of the reported features of NDEs include a sense of leaving the physical body and observing it from a distance, a feeling of peace, serenity, and detachment from the physical world, a sense of moving through a tunnel or towards a bright light, encounters with deceased loved ones, spiritual entities, or religious figures, a life review or a panoramic flashback of significant events in one's life, and a sense of being returned to the physical body and a difficult readjustment to normal life. So while NDEs are intriguing, it's important to note that they are subjective experiences and can be influenced by cultural, religious, or personal beliefs. Uh, some, ND, some of these reported features of NDEs can be explained by psychological changes in the brain or by the brain's attempt to cope with the stress of life-threatening event. Therefore, NDEs cannot be considered conclusive evidence of an afterlife, but rather a topic of ongoing scientific inquiry and debate. So, um, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, upon my father's death, I was standing there with him, um, and uh, in his last few breaths, all he did was call out a woman's name. That's all he did. He called out a woman's name as if she was in the room, and he kept reaching for her as if she was there. Um, he said a few things that were uh, not intelligible, uh, and then he passed. But I think what he saw was what he wanted in the end. That's what I think, because he did have a girlfriend that passed away many years ago who he loved uh, greatly. And um, I think that's that's what he was looking at. At least I hope it was, right? I hope it... You know, I'm pretty sure that was her name. So, uh, and uh, she, he, he called for her. Many times. Many, many times. So, how do you explain apparitions caught on camera? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've seen them caught on camera. Don't tell me I haven't, because I watch Ghostbusters and so have you. And you saw that lighthouse, uh, you saw that lighthouse edition where they caught that ghostly apparition at the top looking down, and that was freaking weird. 
Okay? That wasn't a person up there. That was literally a shadow, and you could see it lean over uh, the top of the railing and look down at the camera. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was all black, too. And it scared the hell out of me when I was watching that show. I'll never forget it. Uh, the explanation for apparitions caught on camera is not really clear. Uh, and there are a variety of factors that could continue to, to, to the appearance or anomalous images uh, or phenomenon in photographs of pictures, right, or videos. So one possibility is that these images are the result of photographic or video artifacts such as lens flare, motion blur, or reflections. Um, these artifacts can create images that appear to be anomalous or supernatural in nature but are actually the result of physical properties of the camera or the environment in which the photo or video was taken. So there's another possibility is that the um, images of, are the result of pareidolia, uh, which is the human tendency to perceive meaningful patterns or images in random or ambiguous stimuli. I'm going to tell you that's not what happened with that camera. That's not what happened on that episode of Ghostbusters. It is not. Pareidolia, no way. I looked, looked right at that, that thing on television and saw what I saw and so did everybody else. Uh, this can cause individuals to see faces or other recognizable objects and patterns of light and shadow, which may be interpreted as apparitions or supernatural phenomenon. It's exactly what I just said. And I'm going to tell you that's not, that's not what happened. You can't, you can't tell me that's what happened. My wife saw it with me too. She yelled the same time I did. So in some cases, the images may be the result of intentional hoaxes or manipulation of the photographic or video evidence. Not, not possible here. That camera was, you know, 20 feet away from that, 30 feet away from that railing. Uh, overall, the, the explanation for apparitions caught on camera is likely to be complex and dependent on a variety of factors, including the context in which the photo or video was taken, the characteristics of the camera or recording device, and the interpretation of the observer. Without further analysis or investigation, it's difficult to determine the true nature of these anomalous images. So if there are no ghosts and no apparitions and no spirits, you know, then why do we continually see them as species, as a species all over the world collectively? Well, one possibility is that the sightings are the result of the brain's natural tendency to find patterns and meaning in random information. My brain does this, and it does it very effectively, and I'm not usually wrong. Uh, the brain is constantly processing and interpreting sensory information, and sometimes it can create false perceptions of hallucinations based on incomplete or distorted information. <laughs> Additionally, cultural beliefs and expectations can influence how people interpret their experiences, leading them to see ghosts or spirits when they encounter unusual or unexpected events. Huh. Another explanation is that some sightings may be the result of environmental factors such as changes in lighting, shadows, or atmospheric conditions which can create optical illusions that appear to be paranormal or supernatural. So how about we get into a little bit of Pew Research here, huh? So let's see, supernatural experiences. So in a Pew Research, they did a little investigation on how you view, you, you know, uh, folks who have died and the personal experiences that people have had. And 29% uh, of a sample size of over 2,000 people, okay, uh, believe that there was uh, some kind of dealing with, with the dead. And 18% just said it was a ghost. Um, as far as men are concerned, 26% of men uh, say that it's in being in touch with dead with death and um 18 percent of men said it's a ghost okay so m men tough to tough to work with there all right uh women 33 percent say they're in touch that's in touch with the death with dead with the dead and 20 percent say it's a ghost as far as uh white individuals uh 20 29 percent say uh, that, that is in touch with dead and 17% say it's a ghost. And, and black people, 
41% say they're in touch with the dead. 20% uh, say that it is ghosts. And Hispanics, high number as well. 30% say that they are in touch with the dead. And 20% say it is a ghost. So uh, let's take a look at this last two numbers. 41% by black people. Um, yeah, they're, you know, they have a lot of different different ways they look at religion and spirituality. Um, and I, I, I could totally see this number. Okay? could totally see this number. Oh, you know, those are just silly numbers. It's a silly little research. But it gives you an, uh, a look into, into who's seeing ghosts and w what types of ethnicities are seeing ghosts and why and their, and their reasons for it, right? So most of our connection to the idea that there are spirits is the fear that we are only here and not here after we are here, right? That's, that's what's going on. In other words... We do not want to die. So we keep alive the lives we lost in order to continue in the hope of life after death. Um, Seneca quoted, you know, I, I like Seneca. He quoted on the afterlife, uh, one of his more famous quotes on the afterlife comes from his essay on the shortness of life, where he says, death does not concern us because as long as we exist, death is not here. And when it does come, we no longer exist. The quote suggests that Seneca believed that death was not something to be feared or worried about because it is simply a natural part of the cycle of life. He believed that the soul continued after death, but that the exact nature of the afterlife was unknown and unknowable to the living. Instead of fearing death, Seneca encouraged individuals to focus on living virtuous, virtuous lives and making the most of their time in the world, and here it is, here's the key, here's the key part of the sentence, folks. In the world in which we are you ready? Endure. Thank you for being with me today. This crazy little ghosts and hauntings podcast from Louis G. Things you're not supposed to talk about. Have a great day, folks.